Everything but hockey. I'm your host, Andrea Helfrich, and I'm so excited because we've got a mama on the show today. And if you've been here for a while, you might remember JVR's dad, Franz Van Riemsdyk, his episode. Well, after that aired, we got so many requests to have more players' parents on the show. And I'm really excited to say that today that is happening. So today I'm talking to Mari Wisdom. She's Zade Wisdom's mom. And for my Flyers diehards, you know exactly who that is, so you know everything I'm about to say. But if you don't, Zade Wisdom was drafted by the Flyers a little less than four months ago in the 2020 NHL draft. And I called him the next day after he was drafted. Here's a bite from that conversation. When my name finally came up, it was kind of just like, as you said, surreal. Like, I, I didn't believe it was true. And, um... Once I finally like took a step back and took it all in and everybody had their phones out recording and stuff like that, that's when I, I realized that my brother like ran up to me and, and hugged me and then he started crying and then once he started crying, I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> I needed you to just hear the emotion and excitement in his voice, but the excitement for him did not stop there, okay? He was the first member of the Flyers draft class to sign an entry-level contract and about two weeks ago, he made his AHL debut with the Phantoms. Now, that debut made him the youngest player in Phantoms franchise history to play in a game. Okay, now you're all caught up in Zade professionally, but it's the way we're raised that really shapes who we are, right? And when I asked him where he found his drive to get to this point, this is what he said. Uh, growing up, I watched my mom go through a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of heartache, a lot of a lot of stuff. So watching her grow up and watching her. Um, never take no for an answer and never giving up on me and my brother, my family and watching her basically gave me the drive and motivation that I have today. And that is why I had to call his mom, Mari. And this is our conversation. I would normally say like, good morning, because it's 11, but you texted me at 6am. Do you normally wake up early every like when it's sorry? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm impressed. Always up. Yeah. I think that's like a in breath, it's part of you now. I was up way earlier, but I'm like this. I can't. But I didn't want to forget because I forgot to text you yesterday. That's so okay. I didn't want to forget again. What is your normal day like? Like when do you get up? When do you start your day? The day has changed drastically now because of number one, COVID, and number two, because Zade is not here playing hockey. So typically starts with walking the dog at around six thirty. I go to work quickly for a little bit. I come home and I work out and probably head back out to work. Um, I still got Zach here, right? So he's, I mean, up until we went back down into like an emergency shutdown, I think like boxing day. So prior to that, Zach was still in Pickering. So it's a good distance from our home. So there'd be that commuting um, on top of school. So he'd be in school and then the rink and then back home. So a whole lot of stuff shoved into a few hours. Now yeah. the dog you mentioned walking, is that Shelby? Yeah. I met Shelby. Did you? She's over zoom. Over zoom. She yeah. is, uh, she is the best Miss Shelby. She's a sweetheart. And I actually, I zoomed with Zade the day after he was drafted so mm -hmm. he and Shelby were just obviously pumped. And that's when I got to meet her. We'll get to that day in a little bit because that I actually just rewatched the Zoom I did with Zade. And I mean, what a kid. Like, is he just innately 
like that. And when I say like that, I mean mature beyond his years. So well-mannered, so well-spoken. He's kind of had to be, I guess, just because of circumstance and kind of where we, um, we've been this journey for us. So he's had to be. Um, and yeah, he kind of always has been even tournaments when they were younger, he would always be that guy to make sure he knew where everybody was. All the teammates were, he's always been like that. So fatherly kind of like daddy, always making sure everybody's good and everybody's where they're supposed to be. And he would always just kind of be in the back, kind of watching, looking over. Yeah. He has actually always been like that. The spoken part of it is that's new to me. That's a new, um, apparently he did very, very well with, um, all of his interviews with the, with the teams, with the NHL teams during that process. For me, he's still a man of not many words. Like he's, but when he he does well, when he has to. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's, he's well-spoken. He's learning. He's definitely learning. You know, and during that interview, he had mentioned how he typically, like I asked him if he was always outgoing in this. And he said, no, I used to be really shy and I used to never talk to anyone. Yes, very shy and always watching over his little brother. What is their age gap between him and Zach? 17 months. Okay. Not, not a mom. I love moms and months. All my friends that have new babies. How old? 3.7 months. You know what I mean? Wait, no, wait till you have, I'm assuming there's going to be hockey involved in, in your children's lives. Yeah. Um, it's, they're going to be like, by birth year, they won't be by, it'll be 011 or 012 or 015 or 0, yeah, 025. Yeah. And competing so. for that good month because it's all about that window of time. It's funny. I heard that. I read that, but I've got an April and Zade's a July. Yeah. So I think if you want something bad enough and you work hard enough, you got to push, it's, it, it can happen. Well, that's the mentality, you know, he talked about growing up with and seeing everyone around him grind for every single thing that they have. You just mentioned about the journey that you guys were on and how he kind of had to grow up fast. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me about the journey? Tell me about the early beginnings. There was never a plan, I don't think, for it to be where it is today. Um, Hockey kind of started for Zade and Zach, both in an outdoor rink at a school that they were in. I don't think I ever really imagined the financial hardships or, or the things that we went through um, because I don't want to say because of hockey, but because of that journey. So my focus was school always with these guys. They went to a Montessori school. I guess I went back to work probably when they were both eight months, the after school instructor would build a rink outdoors. So they were there 12 months out of the year. Um, So if there was no outdoor rink, it would be rollerblade hockey. So I think that's where that love started. And actually the respect for the game absolutely started there. Like he was really big on kind of knowing the basics, you know, like he, he taught the basics, he taught the grassroots of hockey, the real thinking part of the game and, and the respect for the game was taught at an early age through this gentleman at the after school program. So it was never really, um, it just, the journey just started to happen as yeah. he started to get better and, and it's an expensive sport. So some responsibility would come on, on Zade to make those hard decisions with respect to, um, 
you know, getting up and going to practice always and, you know, always working hard and, and because I couldn't always be there, I was working, um, a lot. So I believe that's probably where that came from, where he would just have to make those hard decisions on his own. Wow. And what age was he introduced to hockey at school? So we've talked about this several times and I honestly, so he would have turned one in July. So rinks probably would have been ready in December, mm-hmm. 17, 18 months, 19 months. We probably had him on skates. That's wild. And now it's making a lot more sense. I didn't realize yeah. he was physically in skates on the ice at 17 yes. months. And they were like different kind of skates. I can't remember if they were like the ones that clipped over the boots. Yeah. I should have kept them. They weren't like skate skates. They were like a whole kind of different. Training baby. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm sure his brother used them as well. So he, it was early, really early. And from that age, again, this gentleman was big on the game itself, you know, respecting the game and, and the roots of the game and playing the game properly. So that was inbred from such a young age for him. Yeah. The journey kind of took a different route once he started to, you know, show signs of, of, um, being good at Mm -hmm. what he does, which, which was that at 18 months or did did it take a little bit of time for him to, cause I've never heard of a set. I mean, I don't know anyone personally that got on skates at 17 months. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that. I mean, it seems kind of ridiculous. Like he was even walking. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I'm not a mom. So, so I don't I'm know the, to, the, the milestones. The, it's you. I forget them real quick. So it might've been like turning two into like the, you know, 24 months, okay. but it was really, really early that he was kicking around. What was your reaction when you, I guess, first realized this is something that he's going to really, he's really liking hockey. You want to give your kid everything they want, but Mm -hmm. they come home and they're like, I love, I love this sport. I want to do it. Talk me through that. Again, that process with somebody who has no clue. Mm -hmm. So no brothers, I never played organized sports. Um, I had no clue the intensity or the expense prior to AAA, it's taller. It's, it's, you can handle it. It's a little bit more, I mean, it got pretty serious, even, you know, at six and seven and eight years old, a lot of ice time, a lot of, um, but you just keep rolling with it. I guess you just see that they're enjoying it. You see that they're good at it and that they want to do it. So you make it happen. Um, you figure out a way, whether it's get another job or, do without something or just you figure it out you have to do it for them right yeah wow and now talk me through his hockey journey you know so we've gotten to I guess AAA now Mm -hmm. and what what were things like for him at that age and then how did they progress forward and I'm sure got more intense Mm -hmm. every every second so I think like one of the blessings I I was thinking about this last night um, was his um, steps through the process. Um, His first one with Brian um, with the after-school instructor at the, uh, at the preschool basically. Um, And then his first um, couple of years at AAA, he had a coach Duncan Del Mayo. These gentlemen like 
brought like life to the game, I guess, like a, a life lessons, not just, it's not just hockey. They, they help them become people Yeah, going into, you know, I mean, they're still like eight and nine years old, I believe going into AAA, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're young still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's life lessons there too. So I think that was a real um, blessing for Zade to have that, those big steps taken with people that, that were good people. Mm-hmm. And Duncan is one of the good people. So he, he had two years with Duncan and um, a year with the Suns, three years with the Rangers and then junior Canadians. So, I mean, that process was always just, I guess, Zade just doing the best that he could, you know, and working hard. Yeah. And it sounds like you knew he was in good hands because while you couldn't be there with him during practices or games or tournaments, you, they were almost like alternative parents, his coaches. Yes, uh, absolutely. Duncan, Duncan for sure. Um, and still is, you know, to this day, it's somebody that we can, we can talk to. And I mean, and then sense as well, can't leave that out. He had Jason Payne um, as a coach there. So he went from, you know, one good leader to a next and um, definitely uh, learned a lot from him and his training um, off ice was done also with, uh, I mean, I always say this, it takes a village and we definitely have a good village. So um, Daryl Levy from Intech, he also um, spent a ton of time with the boys and, and uh, those life lessons again, you know, what it, what it means to work hard, and lead by example too, mm-hmm. I think is another key, right? These gentlemen all lead by example. They lead a good life. They do the right things. Right. Um, so it's good. It's easy for these boys to follow. And it also makes sense as to what I asked you earlier in the conversation of how is he so well-mannered and so mature? And it's like, well, cause he grew up around people like that. Yes, absolutely. He learned from them. Now, when in this process, and his growing up, did he come home one day and say, I want to make it to the NHL? Or was there a day you can remember where Zade walks in and he's like, mom, I'm doing it. I'm not sure we ever had that conversation. I don't know that we ever had that conversation. I was just happy with the process, the, the each level, each year, each day. So when it came to draft year or that time, Mm-hmm. you know, oh, maybe he'll get his education paid for if he gets drafted to the OHL. Uh, all of this, it's none of it can you take for granted, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it's quite a, uh, a privilege for sure to be where he is. So again, every day is just, it's, it's a thank you. And you have to remember that you still have to work hard every day. It's not over yet right? Is it ever really over? You know, it's, it's, it's hard work every day that, and it's work that, you know, these guys go out and do. So I think just remember, he's got to remember to be thankful. <clears throat> so no, I don't think there was ever a day that if anybody ever asked him mm-hmm. what the alternative would be, there was never an alternative. He was going to make it. But I think that that was his way to focus, mm. his way to stay focused, his way to continue to maintain the level that he needed to, to maintain, to be where he is. And that is so important. Mind over matter, like, you know, having your goal in front of you, repeating it every day, whatever it is that you got to do, it's important in anything in life. Confidence is also so important. And it sounds like he had a lot of that 
was there ever a time or people that said, you can't do this. You're not going to make it to the NHL. Did he deal with that? Or was he lucky in the sense that he just had an amazing support group? I'm sure he had people, I don't know, that came out and said something like that, but quite possibly had those thoughts and and maybe he felt those those thoughts, the energy. It's it's such a small percentage that make it mm-hmm. that it's a conversation that you have to be so careful having, I think. Obviously, we're not privy to all of the stuff that's said or that goes on. And he's kind of the strong, silent type. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't, he never wanted to burden me. So a lot of stuff he kept in. But our, again, I, our focus would always just be, be the best guy on the ice mm-hmm. to make your team better. It was always team. It was always focused on, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm sure there's people out there that, that didn't believe you guys did. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Right. We, yeah, absolutely. He did for sure. He believed 100%. And that is really all that matters. I mean, he did have, and does have this confidence about him that we, we really saw from his rookie year to right before the draft, he made such an impact in the OHL. And I had asked him, I'm like, what, what was that differentiator? Like what made the difference for you? And he said, sure, I grew bigger and sure I got faster and stronger, but it was my confidence. And he said his confidence shot up from his friends and family. And I want to tap into that for a minute. Do you remember that period of time where maybe his confidence was a little shaken or, you know, he was, his focus was a little off and then all of a sudden he just locked in. I think with anything in life, there's roles. And I believe that Zaid always fulfilled his role on his teams. And those roles were there for various reasons. And we accepted those roles. And I hope that he played the best that he could in those roles. I believe Curtis Foster had a lot to do with with his confidence. Um, and at some point he kind of stepped out of that role that he played for so long. Now, when you say role, do you mean position <laughs> on the ice or no, yeah, no, I didn't think so. No, uh, role meaning Zade always had to be like the strong silent type. I think it, it came, went out into his life as well. So he just had to be the big guy out on the ice quietly. So he just, that, that develops over time. And then you kind of, that's you. And then he's that guy in the locker room out on the ice. How did that? I think like younger, when they're younger coming up, coaches have roles for kids Mm. and he, he fit that role. Well, he just got the job done. If they needed a big face off, let's say Mm -hmm. he wouldn't always be the guy taking the face off. He wouldn't be the centerman, but if they needed that big guy to take the face off and win it, they'd put Zade in that. I think in his, um, second year in the OHL, he was encouraged to step out of that role, be a team guy, but also be a Zaid guy. Hmm. So he, and he did it well. (laughs) He did okay. Yeah. That year I noticed too, personality wise, he did um, step out of his his comfort zone in his shell. Right. And it, it showed on the ice as well. So he is now playing a different role. That's cool to see the evolution. And the flyers noticed it is very, very cool. Very, very cool. You say, and the Flyers noticed with two big thumbs up. up. Absolutely. Heck Heck yeah, yeah, they did. Bring me back to the day they noticed. Well, the official 
yeah. no, we didn't. Tell, no, no, no. Bring me back to your, you know, more than I do. I, I only see what they put out there. That was actually the official. I mean, you, we really had no clue. And if anybody did, I didn't. So it was um, parents and, and girlfriends, whatever, aunts. We were downstairs. All the boys were upstairs. Well, Zade was kind of on his own. Like he was in the room with everybody, but he kind of went off on his own because it's, can't imagine how I can imagine. crazy that is waiting to hear your name. So oh, I knew yeah, the nerves before we must have been on a delay or something on the station that we were watching because I heard them no. screaming upstairs. It was like a huge delayed reaction for me. Wow. That's wild. So you had a tip off from their celebration. That's that something that happened. Yeah. And we didn't even, we didn't even know. I mean, I didn't know who was next up or, you know what I mean? Again, you try to stay busy doing other stuff because it's a little bit of a wait. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, I was, doing something and I heard the screaming and I was like yeah. holy smokes who's next and that's when we we knew kind of before we had heard it announced that it was Philly because we saw it up next right right yeah so I mean I saw the video we saw a, a heartfelt video of Zach you all the family and aunts crying talk me through like what that was like for you I imagine it to be a culmination of everything you both sacrificed the work you put in how do you even feel in that moment like well Zade cried so <laughs> so that was kind of like you know crazy he, in itself. he said he saw he's... Zach cry and then he saw you cry and then he started crying is it is that how it played out that's what he told me probably I mean again it was chaos right everybody was like hugging and and jumping jumping and smiling and just happy so it was nice because he kind of just separated through everybody and came to me oh yeah so um I said I wasn't gonna do this it's okay let it out girl <laughs> yeah you so, earned it like this thank is, you these are happy tears thank you it oh so happy so um it was a big hold for a long time a big big hug um so I think through that it was probably you know it, it was probably 10 seconds but it felt like an eternity because it just felt so good um because I could just feel how satisfied he was um and then you go okay now the work begins <laughs> now we got now the real work begins so, you know, for the time that you, uh, you enjoy it and, and it's, it's surreal, it's, it's hard to even believe. And then for somebody who's not really ever been involved in sports, can I truly understand what this really means? You know, I've watched him work, um, for the better part of his life. Um, and through that work, because of that, um, he's done without a lot of stuff too a ton of stuff because financially it was, it was huge. Um, so to just see the, um, the payoff is very satisfying, very, very satisfying. I can only imagine, but we, we all felt it just in that little clip we saw. And of course you describing it for me right now, I'm trying to hold back the tears because <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, as a mom, I'm sure this is the, what you hope for, for your child, not to make it, but to be happy, happy, 
that is the key to be the best that you can be, yeah. you know, and just be a, a, it's very satisfying. Very. And, you know, he told me that you guys have always talked about the day or the time that he makes it wanting to give back to the community that mm-hmm. made him the man he is, made him the player he is. Very important. Talk to me about that and that conversation. Was that something that, you know, you instilled at him in him at a young age? Um, well, he watched us have to ask for help. Um, sometimes um, that help was given you know, with open hands and arms and sometimes not so much. Um, and I, I always was honest with them about how tough things were. And I mean, at some point you don't even, you don't even need to be honest. They can see, they know. So, um, I remember him telling me, I think like a lights out story and his grandmother, your mom, you know, yeah, there she, was, I think she, 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 uh, I don't know the right word, but kind of made it into more of a, Hey, this is a game. Grammy's the best. Yeah. She, again, she lived through all of this, um, with us. So she definitely, um, lightened the blow because she was the, the buffer. So you were honest with them about what was going on, even if they couldn't see, Hey, the lights went out, like something's up. Eventually with the, with those type of things, your first, um, you're just getting it dealt with at first, right? You need to get it dealt with. Um, and then after it's time to be honest. And with that said, I think it started with more of a never forget where you came from mm-hmm. because it's who you are. It's what made you, you. Yeah. So you can't forget that you can't get lost. And in our community, um, as awesome as Weston is, Weston is unbelievable. It's amazing. And there's amazing people. It also has its issues. And we used to talk about just Zaid, the boys, both of them kind of making that difference, just being visible for the kids here. That, yeah, it's always been something. I've always said we have to make sure that we give because we've been, we've, we've been given and we are here because we've been given and we can't forget that maybe not be able to pay back the people, all of the people over the years who have given to us, but certainly able to pay it forward somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Zade's story, his strength, resilience, yours as well, inspiring a ton of kids there. So if he, I hope so. Have you talked about, I mean, so much is going on. So if you haven't, I understand, but Ha- is there something that Zade's like, oh, I can't wait for a break in the busyness to do this? So I think um, what we're going to look at next, what we would like to do is we would like to pair with um, the Dream Big Foundation okay. and pay for a boy, girl, um, hopefully from this community. It doesn't have to be. Um, but hopefully from Weston or surrounding area to uh, train for the summer with Zaid. Oh, whoa. Yeah. It'll, again, it's a group effort, but our focus this summer will be to bring a child um, over to Intech who has given and, and led and just been a strength behind Zaid, uh, Daryl Levy for many, many years. Um, so we, we hope to, to do that this summer. 
I can just see him being the best mentor off the ice as well, but especially on the ice. On the ice. Um, you told me too about a scholarship that was going to be in Zade's name, Frontline. Can you, mm-hmm. on the phone yesterday, you were telling me, but I'm, yes. I'm mixing up everything. Nope. No, you're right. Frontlines is a uh, youth organization here in Weston. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have summer camps, they have camps, they have after school programs, um, they have food banks, all of which um, were a part of our life for many years. The summer programs, because it was somewhere to have the boys while I worked and they were um, free of charge. The food bank um, as well. Again, through all this process, um, RMP, um, Faisal Hussein, he's come to the boys' birthday parties and he's always been very active um, with just being a support as well. What is an MP? Um, Minister of Parliament. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's part of the government. <laughs> Um, at a prov- at a provincial level, as opposed to a federal level, um, so he's here in in Weston. Frontlines they have scholarships every year um, that they give out, and they now have an athletic one that is um, in Zaid's name. So every year they're going to pick a child, and this money will be put towards this child. And I don't even think it will matter athletically or. Mm you know, whichever, whatever they choose to do with the money, but it'll be given to the, to the child in Zade's name. When did they call you and say, Hey, this is what we want to do. We want to name a scholarship in your son's honor. Was mm-hmm. this recently? Like, this is so cool. Yeah. A week and a half, two weeks ago. Oh, it just happened. Yeah. I and love- uh, it is. Yeah. It was, it was a really awesome um, surprise. Yeah. And Zade has a game that day, Phantoms play. So um and like, I'm a crier. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to be able to say thank you. And so Daryl Levy is going to um, accept that on, on Zade's behalf, which is so fitting because again, uh, Daryl is, is such a mentor and, and a leader. He leads by example. He's kind, he's, you know, strong and resilient as well he he's had to go through his his hardships as well so he's in my opinion the perfect guy to to uh say a few words on Zade's behalf because Zade can't be there so it's kind of worked out really well and it's also uh full circle because mm-hmm. the community and village that helped raise Zade and make him who he is is now you know that's right enjoying all of the the wonderful things that are coming because of all the hard work everyone put in so and they can see it it's there it's not it's not it's it's not a talk about it's not a what if it's it's an actual Uh it happened and you know you can do it if you put your mind to it too with a little bit of help which hopefully you know we'll be able to uh to now give see it's 18 right now 18 wow yeah 18 (laughs) I can just only imagine what you have to look forward to with the future. He's already making his mark in the community, just like he said he wanted to the second we did our, our interview post-draft day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an impressive kid. What, what would thank you, you thank you for birthing him and for making him part of this world? Just oh, seriously, when I talked to him, I was like, what? I felt good for like two days after it. I just, his energy, his yeah, energy. Thank you. Um, what kind of advice would you give to parents listening right now that either 
want to get their kids involved with hockey and maybe a little bit nervous because about the expense or about the commitment, anything? Um, it's a journey. And regardless of the outcome, hockey just has so much to offer. And it's not just playing at that highest level, which, you know, I guess most of these children dream of. Um, there's just so much more um, that hockey can offer. Many, many life lessons. <laughs> um, many life lessons. Teamwork, commitment, leadership. Um, there's just so many life lessons that hockey can teach. So I would say just take it day by day. And uh, don't listen to anybody but yourself. You know, if you know you can do it and you want it, just do it. Keep going. Dream big. I love that. That's great advice for anyone just listening to this episode and just going to work today. Today. It, exactly. Dream big. I appreciate you taking the time to share Thank that you. with us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Dream big. Mari said it. I'm saying it again for whoever needs to hear it, whatever you're dreaming of. Dream big. I love that reminder. I need it. I feel like we could all use it every day. And now you see what she, what I meant about her feeling like another mother figure. She just has this great energy and this like calming aura that I hope resonated with you as well as it did with me. Let me know what you thought of the episode and whose mom or dad or brother, sister you want on the show next. Leave it in the reviews because that is how I talk to you on the show. If you haven't already, leave a rating. And if you're not subscribed, go on and smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. We've got some great guests lined up. On the next episode, we have Monique and Jocelyn Lamoureux. They're Olympic gold medalists with Team USA's Women's National Ice Hockey Team. They're sisters, twins actually, I still can't tell them apart. And they just announced their retirement after 14 years with USA Hockey. So they have so much to share and they wrote a book and are releasing it very soon about all of those raw, real, authentic moments that you don't see in the headlines or the highlight reel, as they call it. Um, so yeah, we get into that. It's a great conversation. So smash the subscribe button so you don't miss it. I just love saying smash the subscribe button. I think it's kind of funny. So that's my cue to go. Until the next episode, stay safe and healthy, and I will see you on the next one. 